Well, this has been titled a lecture series, and, and I shared uh, the first day that the seminary professor said that the difference between a lecture and a, a sermon is about 30 minutes. Well, today is going to be more like a lecture minus the extra 30 minutes, because we're going to be exploring a topic about the mysterious presence of Christ, and specifically the mysterious presence of Christ at the communion table, this being Maundy Thursday. So we continue in chapter 21 of the Gospel of John, and beginning with verse 9, when the disciples had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to the disciples, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of them dared to ask, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and he took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. Now this is the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So Jesus was about 100 yards from the shore. 100 yards is far enough where you can recognize a familiar face, a familiar body of someone who is 100 yards away. He's close enough them that he can call to them and they can hear his voice. They can understand what he's saying. When he says, cast your net on the right side of the boat, they can hear him. They know his voice. But in seeing Jesus, in hearing Jesus, they don't recognize that Jesus is present. They don't recognize that, that Jesus is there. And then... When they're gathered around that charcoal fire eating the fish and bread, interesting how verse 12 says that none of the disciples dared ask them, who are you? Now that's an interesting verse because uh, so something's going on that Jesus' appearance is not just obvious. That, they, that if someone was to walk upon them, they may ask, who are you? But they didn't dare ask because they knew it was the Lord, but apparently the Lord's presence there was not obvious. It was a mystery how Christ was present. This is similar to the encounter on the road to Emmaus. After the resurrection, two followers of Jesus, not, one of the, not two of the eleven, but two followers of Jesus, people who knew Jesus, people who heard Jesus, People who, who followed Jesus were on this road to Emmaus after the resurrection. And it says that Jesus came and, and walked alongside them. The scripture says that, that their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And that Jesus walked alongside them, unpacked the scriptures to them. And later they would say that their hearts were burning as, as Christ was sharing the scriptures with them are, as we Methodists may say, their hearts were strangely warmed as Christ was talking with them. And it wasn't until there at Luke 24, verse 30, it says, when Jesus was at the table with him and, 
And the King James Version says that when he sat at the meat with them, so whereas by the Sea of Tiberias they were having fish and bread, on the road to Emmaus they were having meat and bread. It says Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. We have heard that before. Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And verse 31 says, Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. In the meal, they recognized that Jesus was present with them. Jesus was there. It doesn't say that Jesus changed his appearance in that moment that the, so that they could recognize him. But in the breaking of the bread, in the sharing of the holy meal, they recognized Christ was present at the table with them. Different churches have interpreted how this is possible, that Jesus is present at the Holy Communion with us. The Catholic, Roman Catholic Church talks about transubstantiation. Big fancy word, transubstantiation. What, they, what this means is that the, the substance of the material changes, although its attributes do not. Whereas the bread actually becomes flesh, even though it still tastes like bread, even though it still feels like bread, the substance of it has changed, but the attributes stay the same. Same thing with the wine. The substance changes. It's now Jesus' blood, but its attributes are the same. That's transubstantiation. Luther came along and said, no, 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 no. It's not transubstantiation. It's consubstantiation. Con, which the Latin word means with, meaning that the substance doesn't change, but Jesus infuses it, or Jesus comes in it, or Jesus comes with it. And so in the bread and in the wine, the, the body and the blood of Jesus is, is in there, even though the substance doesn't change. So that's the Roman Catholics, that's the Lutherans. There was others that took a, a memorialist view, that the bread is just representative. This represents the body of Christ. This represents the blood of Christ. And that the, it's, it's a very common view of, of communion because it's, there's nothing necessarily special that happens with the presence of Christ at the table. And then you have Calvin. Calvin, similar to the Catholics and Lutherans, believe in the true presence of, of he believed in the true presence in the act of God at the Holy, uh, Christ at the communion table, but believed it happened through the Holy Spirit. And Methodist, Wesley, was much closer to Calvin. Did not believe necessarily in, in the ability to explain how Christ is present through transubstantiation or consubstantiation, but also believed it was much more than just of representative elements of the body and blood of Christ, but that somehow Christ was actually present. Calvin writes this treatise on, on how Christ is, is present, but he, he, he ends it up like this. He says, to speak plainly, I would rather experience it than explain it. 
And so the official stance of the United Methodist Church, and I will share it with you, reading from our official statement on Holy Communion, it reads, The Christian church has struggled through the centuries to understand just how Christ is present at the Eucharist. Arguments and divisions have occurred over the matter. The Wesleyan tradition, that's us, affirms the reality of Christ's presence, although it does not claim to be able to explain it fully. United Methodist tradition asserts the real, personal, living presence of Jesus Christ as a holy mystery in, at, in the Eucharist. That we believe when we come to the communion table, that there is a real, personal, and living presence of Jesus Christ. It is a mystery to us. We don't completely comprehend it. We don't completely understand it. And we don't really even try to explain it. We just say it is a holy mystery. But we believe that the living Christ is present. And that when we come to the holy table, to this sacrament, that Christ, the living Christ, meets us there. Christ meets us there knowing our needs. Christ meets us there knowing our desires. Knowing our problems, knowing our troubles, Christ meets us at the table. And Christ said, and, and when he was given the instructions, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Now, this remembrance, is, it's not just a memorial saying, hey, remember what Jesus did for us. Clearly, that's part of it. Remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross. Remembering what Jesus did for us while he was living incarnate. But when he says, do it in remembrance of me, it's also, remember who I am. Not just remember who I was. Remember who I am. Because when you look at Jesus appearing to the disciples on the road to Emmaus... And he takes the bread and he breaks it and he hands it to them. He was saying to them, don't just remember what I did. Remember who I am. Yes. And Jesus knew that these two guys, they needed to get back to Jerusalem. And so he meets them on the road and says, remember who I am. In John 21, Jesus meeting them on the, on the shore of the Lake of Tiberias, it's Full of symbolism. Full of symbolism. First, there's only two times in the scripture that we have a charcoal fire. The first charcoal fire is outside of the, in the courtyard of the, of the high priest. It says that the police and the slaves were cold and so they built a charcoal fire to warm themselves by. And so Peter went and joined them to warm himself by the charcoal fire. And it was by the charcoal fire that three times somebody said, Hey, aren't you one of his disciples? 
And it was by the charcoal fire that three times Peter says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know that guy. And so Jesus meets him at the table by the charcoal fire, knowing Peter's needs. Peter's need for restoration. Peter meets the disciples, takes the loaves, hands it to them, takes the fish, and hands it to them. Where have we heard that before? In the miraculous multiplication of the loaves and fishes and the feeding of the 5,000s. It was Jesus' way of saying to them, I still got it. I still got it. And I'm with you. One of my favorite times of every day is, is when I get home, I sneak in the house. I greet my wife, but then I go find my two boys, Leland and Larkin, ages four and three. And I seek to get out of their line of sight, uh, but where I can watch them. And I love to watch them. They're usually playing or watching TV or eating. And I, and I just sit there and, and just watch over them for a while and just enjoy that. But then comes my favorite part. When one of them notices me, their face changes. So if they're intensely watching TV, their face will just break out in the sheepish smile. And then finally, one of them will exclaim, Daddy's here! And they come running with their hands wide open. Church, that is what communion is. The psalmist says in chapter 42, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help. Again, ever-present help in times of trouble. Our God is omnipresent. He's ever-present. In communion is our time to say, Jesus is here. In remembrance, to remember, Jesus is here. Not in a passive way, watching us on TV like we watch a sports show. Jesus is on the field with us. Jesus is here. In church, we live in a world that needs that message. We live in a world that needs holy communion, that needs a living, present Christ with them. Because our God is our refuge and strength and our ever-present help in time of trouble. And so Jesus appears by the shore by a charcoal fire, gives the bread, gives the fish, and gives the instructions in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.